Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast. The podcast where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier, and then we talk about it, and we find out how it went. Now, today's guest is Daniel Shaw. Oh boy, am I excited to have a conversation with him, regardless of whether or not it was being recorded. Uh, just what a lovely individual, and what a lovely person to get a chance to have a conversation with. I think that you guys will really enjoy this. Uh, I haven't gotten to see him quite a long time, and it was really nice to catch up and get into it with him. Uh, his assignment was about forgiveness of self and others, uh, so I assigned him a forgiveness meditation. I just want to say, for you guys, we don't really get into uh, like hard details of what the specific meditation that he did involved, uh, but it, uh, that's kind of on purpose. It's just sort of general. There are so many different forgiveness meditations that you could look at. Um, I gave him a guided one from YouTube. There's so many of them out there. Uh, if you want to get started, it's really easy. All of them are a little bit different, uh, so it's really about what you're looking for. Like, I know for me, maybe the content of the guided meditation is really solid, but I find the person's voice really irritating, so <laughs> it's a, a different taste for a different person, you know? Uh, so take some time, just even if you just want to listen to, like, the first minute of a bunch of them, and then pick one uh, that you can get on board with, you will find your meditation. Um, if you want to go and follow uh, Daniel on things, you can follow him on Instagram at Isolated Comic. He's been putting out these really fantastic uh, comic book covers related to this whole COVID isolation times, and uh, it's definitely worth checking out, so please go follow him at Isolated Comic. And if you want to support this podcast in general, you can like it, rate it, subscribe it uh, to it, um, plant a garden in your backyard where all the plants spell out love is everywhere. So that passing birds can know about this great podcast. <laughs> We're really trying to invest in that bird market, guys. That's where all the money is, in that bird listenership. Uh, in any case, please enjoy this conversation with Dan Shaw. Hello. I like, I like your new office. Thank you. So you just abandoned the room? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We, uh, we usually start with an honest how are you, and my honest how are you right now would be afraid of a wasp. Very yeah. afraid of a wasp. <laughs> you just abandoned the room entirely. Well, like, the ceilings in there are too high for me to be able to smack him when he's on the ceiling. And yeah. He's smart enough that he's not coming down to a point that I can reach him. Yeah. And the room's so small and I'm so afraid. And <laughs> <laughs> that might so, have made for a better podcast, though. It might have. It would be uh, action-packed, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, for listeners, uh, I, I usually record in my office, but my office has been taken over by a wasp. Uh, so <laughs> I have moved and now I am uh, crouched down beside my bed. Nice. So... Uh, we may get interrupted by my dog barking at noises that she can hear when she's not in the office, things like that. But that's okay. I might have to let the cats in if they start meowing at the door. So that's all right then. Yeah. What's your yeah. honest? How are you? How are you for real? Uh, weird. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> how are your honest? How are you? Is the wasp? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's you're good. weird, good. What's contributing yeah, weird, to the good. weird, and what's contributing to the good? 
the good is it's a nice day out and i think it's mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm having a decent day the weird is we've got some weird like family stuff going on where mm-hmm. like my uh mom's boyfriend or sort of i don't know what he is he lived in the house for the last like 20 some odd years it, he just went into hospice oh, like no, just like in the last few weeks well the yeah but uh yeah it's just a weird it's a whole weird time yeah yeah so. and a, a, an especially weird time to be dealing with something like that because yeah it's, it's so different than it would normally even be yeah yeah that's been kind of a part of it you know mm-hmm. yeah well i'm happy to have you here today i'm happy to be here you're looking well uh thank you you as well thank you uh, have you done any uh like quarantine uh have you done a haircut i have yeah mm-hmm. looks good thank you nice yep i trimmed my own mullet for the first time nice I think I'm gonna grow the full mullet. I thought about it. Yeah. I, I really contemplated for a while. I was like, should I just keep this going and see how long the mullet yeah. gets? Uh, but then I gave up. I gave I'm, up. I'm really liking how we get to uh, just ex- like experiment with looks and yeah. not care. Like every week, I change my facial hair. Or it's every, true. Yeah. And, yeah, we've uh, got complete freedom right yeah. now. We can look however we want, and everybody understands why. Like, yep. in theory, you could do that whenever you wanted, but yeah. people would take it seriously. Now it's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You could grow out a mullet. Yep. You could have I, a, a a weird mustache. You could do whatever you want. I bought, just for men, the mm-hmm. hair coloring stuff, so I'm going to dye my eyebrows, which is something <laughs> I've always wondered what I'd look like with eyebrows. So. <laughs> How dark are you gonna dye them? I was gonna do black, and then I <laughs> talked to uh, someone, and they said it's gonna last like three months. Yeah. So I was like, maybe. I'll, so I did the, like a brown. Yeah. You know, we might come out of quarantine, and you look like somebody drew your eyebrows on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna go like as black as possible because I thought it'd be hilarious. But then I think uh, that'd be. That'd be funny too because like as the hair grows out like would your eyebrows get roots oh i hope so but also does <laughs> how quick does eyebrow hair grow out i don't know like i think they just fall out and grew grow new ones mm-hmm. to replace it right so oh yeah okay i don't know <laughs> or would i have to like shave them off because i barely <laughs> have anything really as... have no eyebrows. yeah i barely have anything as it is so okay you could watch some drag tutorials and learn how to draw on new eyebrows and then you could have different expressions every day be like hey i'm surprised i hope it like because i don't really know the shape of my eyebrows i don't know what's gonna be Mm -hmm. i might have like horrible eyebrows it's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) you know what you should you should try just to see it is uh mascara i know but that i thought about that and then I thought that's not enough commitment yeah okay and I, I appreciate to, that yeah I need to do it and then be surprised by it and then just live with the surprise I, think. I can respect that I enjoyed yeah. your video of you giving yourself a bowl cut very much yeah that was fun <laughs> I thought <laughs> I didn't know what that is same thing I wanted to just do it and see yeah. what happened <laughs> it was great as a viewer, yeah. I really appreciated it. You've been putting out some good quarantine content, let me tell you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. 
just going stir crazy really <laughs> and like feel like I gotta do something and yeah yeah I understand that it's been fun I mean yeah drawing we, more that's yeah. good yeah should we talk about your assignment yeah sure yeah so uh the assignment that I gave you was based around forgiveness of self and others yeah so I told you uh I gave you a guided meditation, not my voice for the listeners. It wasn't a, a yeah, personally crafted guided meditation. It was just one that I found on YouTube of a forgiveness meditation. It's only 10 minutes. And uh, I told you that you had to sit and listen to this meditation, preferably every day, but I understand if things get in the way. I got it every day, I think. I think That's I great. maybe missed one. Uh, That's not bad at all. Yeah. So I think I, I got every day. How, how did it go? Uh, it was good. It made me want to look up more meditation stuff because it's That's not, good. it's something that I've realized that I've kind of done with like those like listening to audio to sleep mm-hmm. sort of thing to relax you and like the focus on your breathing and stuff. But it made me want to like do different ones because especially the, uh, the guided one specifically specifically for forgiveness was like uh it got a little bit like where I'm like oh I'm at this part now Mm -hmm. like I would be like okay so that's about halfway through so I've got five more minutes left I know yeah you see your thinking brain turns back on because it can predict the pattern of it yeah exactly in some ways that can be good because if you've done the same guided meditation enough times then you don't necessarily need the guide anymore yeah like if you know the steps. So in the meditation that I gave you, I think it was like you, uh, you know, there's, there's an order to things. It's like picture a person who you want to forgive, uh, then practice empathy towards them. And then like picture somebody that you've hurt, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, so if you know the order, then you can kind of do it on your own at your own pace. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be only 10 minutes. You could take your time with it a little more if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was uh it was good though. Yeah. I liked listening to it and I liked relaxing. I liked coming out of it and feeling relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I could yeah. tell what did it feel like? Because you said that you hadn't meditated before really, right? Yeah, I hadn't really. It was like uh just like I was ready to go to sleep almost, or like I could have taken a nap if I needed to, which is like mm-hmm. it was really and I could sort of tell if I was stressed out more because I'd be laying there and I'd get like itchy and I'd be like I gotta scratch this I can't focus right now I'm I've got an itchy shoulder I can't Mm -hmm. do this (laughs) yeah so it was cool and then afterwards you get like probably like three-fourths of the way through and then you're like relaxed enough and it kind of takes away the frustration that you had Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. It, it really makes you realize how much the like mind over matter stuff is actually true. Mm-hmm. Like we just don't give it enough time. No, I found that with the uh, with uh, the not being able to touch your face mm-hmm. too, like being out in public and it's like you're not allowed to touch your face, and then immediately I'm so itchy. Yeah, and then it just goes away, and I'm like, ah, I should just wait out stuff more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I did a, a mindfulness meditation class a couple of years ago, and uh, I've actually assigned this as a as an assignment in a previous episode. But the one thing that I took out of that class, <laughs> there's my dog. <daughter. laughs> 
I'm gonna let her out of the room and yeah, I'll be right back. That's okay. <laughs> I feel like I should do an ad. I should probably do it. If you're listening to this, join Squarespace. Squarespace. Okay. Yep. Hey, I was just doing ads. <laughs> I did we're doing some reads for Squarespace. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they my website powered by Squarespace. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Tracyhamilton.net uh, dot yeah. com was taken. Oh. <laughs> but I think Did you try dot ca? I did. It, it's all taken. But uh, oh, I think man. the dot net has a, a a certain quiet dignity about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm all right I, with it. I bought uh naturalmommy.ca. <laughs> so I I own the URL natural. <laughs> mommy.ca because i was gonna make like a like a mommy blog mm-hmm. specifically for the women in my office i wanted to trick them into doing stuff like i had like an idea for bringing like uh like a box of sand to put your feet in through the day <laughs> to, keep you, to keep you grounded and i was gonna sell boxes of sand on it i was very excited but then i didn't do the follow-through but you still own this website? I still own the website, and they well, keep giving me updates about how much more. There's the ad. Everybody go to naturalmommy.ca. Yeah, it's a blank website right now. Mm-hmm. But get, <laughs> give me the hits. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. All right, what, what were we talking about before my dog? We were talking about your... Uh, meditation class, meditation right. Meditation class, yes. Yeah, so uh, in that class, it was a, a three-hour class. And about half of that was meditation, yeah. Uh, which is quite a long time to be just sitting still. And uh, I'm not very good at that. I'm somebody who like isn't good at meditating, and that's the reason why I really need to meditate. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I'm so restless all the time. So uh, one of the tools that they gave you for like a mindfulness tool was to just tell yourself, "This is the experience of blank, <clears throat> whatever it was." So when you're feeling any kind of sensation, like this is the experience of being itchy. So it, it frames it as like, this isn't a good thing or a bad thing. Like it, it just is a thing. This is just the experience of it. This is the experience of it. Yeah. So then it puts you in a position of curiosity instead of judgment. Yep. So instead of being like, Oh, it's unpleasant that this shoulder is itchy and they're like, I need to itch it. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like oh this is the experience of being itchy like what does being itchy feel like yeah what does this feel like in my shoulder and you just kind of like think about it and explore it with a little bit of curiosity and it it's weirdly effective i'm gonna try that, that i use it a lot weird. for temperature because i'm a person who like i can never regulate my own body temperature i'm like yeah. always too cold or always too hot if i have a sweater i'm like putting it on and taking it off every five minutes yeah. all the time and uh so i'll do it with like okay this is the experience of being cold Oh, nice. What does being cold feel like? And it t- it makes it so that it doesn't feel bad anymore. It's very strange. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to try that. Yeah, it's weirdly effective. All right. I wish I picked that one now. <laughs> <laughs> we can have you do that one next time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how did you find the forgiveness part of it? See, that's the the part that I was, so I mentioned about uh, like my mom's partner, I guess, Mm -hmm. going into hospice and stuff. The reason that I picked forgiveness was because he was like a very, very abusive person all Mm -hmm. through like childhood, 
to growing up. So like by all rights, I don't like him. And it's been like a struggle to be like, oh, he's dying now. Yeah. And like, it's not the same. Uh, like, I, I don't want like to hate him, you know? And I want to like figure out how to forgive him because like there's no, if, I mean, his life's ending, all it is is just me holding on to something at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought it was important that I like, maybe you asked me at like, the day that I found out he had like they said that he had like a couple weeks or something and I was like yeah maybe this is why I should work on for myself and uh yeah it's I mean it's hard a lot of the time I would like shift in the forgiveness part to someone else so I'd be like no I'm too mad I'm Mm -hmm. like or or it upsets me too much like I don't want to uh forgive him like yeah. I ke- it kept happening and I'm I'm still working on it like I don't know how that's gonna pan out sort of thing of course, and like, like that's a that's a longer journey than a week yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I imagine so <laughs> but uh yeah it's been something that uh I've been talking like with my sister about quite a bit because she was there through it all mm-hmm. and like same with my mom and stuff so it's like uh yeah it's very conflicting you know it's hard to have someone who's like dying and you're like trying to sort of care at the same time as be like like do I care is it am I a terrible person now for not thinking this and like yeah it's just a whole yeah I think yeah that's such a complicated emotional state to be in Mm -hmm. because there are so many layers to that and like it's it's especially difficult anytime that you feel conflicting ways about one person at the same time. Yeah. As well, right? Like you can feel angry with him for who he's been and sad for him for where he is now. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. And they seem to be like, they come up against each other and they seem opposite, but you can feel conflicting ways about a person at the same time. Yeah, like I have I have compassion for what's mm-hmm. happening to him, but that compassion kind of comes from a place of like I wouldn't want this to be in my like I wouldn't yeah. want to be in that spot myself sort of rather than like a, you know. But it's yeah, it's it's been a it's been a weird one. So, I think uh, yeah, that's extra tricky cuz uh because he has such limited time left, there is a good chance that you won't get to that full place of forgiveness by the time yeah. he's gone. Yeah, and I like, I, like I want to get there, mm-hmm. but I also want to like, I kind of want to hold on to like, like not forget about what yeah. we went through and like what it was like and sort of like, there, there's been points where he's been like, uh, like angry at like the nurses and stuff and mm-hmm. like, things like that where I, I'm like oh that's the guy yeah that's the yeah. guy that I I'm like yeah screw you man and then I'm like no stop thinking like this mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's, well from from me to you it does not make you a bad person well, it doesn't make you a bad person to be angry with him even now and it doesn't make you a bad person if you can't forgive him by the time he's gone yeah I, I appreciate that <laughs> thank you that yeah. is it that is in no way uh, any kind of indication of a, a failure in your character or anything like that. I think you probably yeah. w- will find a certain 
level of empathy for him on like a human level. There's something yeah. about about seeing someone's body feeling them that reminds you that they're just human. Yeah. And especially somebody who like if he's like an angry male figure who's been in your life, like he's been a pretty like dominant force, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, so it's like most of it is coming from a place of like power. And so seeing someone who was in power in such a place yeah. of, of weakness, that might change some things for you. But it might yeah. not, and that's fine too. Yeah. No, I know. It's uh it's been weird. It's been like a struggle too, because we're trying to figure out like what happens with uh like my mom now and stuff mm-hmm. because she's kind of disabled a bit, like physically disabled. So mm-hmm. she's like she needs like uh someone to be there a lot. So yeah. we're trying to figure out how like me and my sister go back and forth. So part of that's also like, ah, oh, screw you, man. Now we got this put mm-hmm. on us as well. And like it's a weird, yeah. Yeah, it's uh but I mean this is the experience of the, the Yeah. The I don't know what to, yeah. to call it. <laughs> I don't know what to call it either, but this is the uh yeah, working through forgiveness experience. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like I think with any kind of forgiveness exercise directed at anybody, I think it's important to remember that forgiveness is something that you're doing for you, not for them. Yep. Like I know that can kind of get in the way sometimes like um, my own pride will keep me from forgiving. Yeah. If I don't, if I'm like, oh, like they aren't deserving of my forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to excuse them for their bad behavior or let them off the hook for it. Yeah. So I keep myself from forgiving them for that reason. But really like whether or not I forgive them has no effect on their life it only affects mine and like uh i've heard it called many times like living letting somebody live rent free in your brain yeah yeah i've heard that too Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i know it's uh i keep thinking i'm gonna do like i'm like i'll go there and i'll like tell him i forgive him and then i'm like don't do that Mm because he would just be like what the fuck are you talking about like (laughs) yeah that's the thing is like you you probably might not get out of that what yeah. you and would it's like also, yeah it's also selfish that is for me that mm-hmm. would be so i could go there and be like i'm not gonna think about you anymore bye-bye mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's something that you will always have the opportunity to do on your own even yeah. after he's gone yeah 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 for sure for sure and it's uh yeah it's just weird it feels like i should be nicer or i should feel a lot ha- like more empathy or more sadness mm-hmm. and like but uh, yeah, the meditation's been good for that. Like just clearing my mind. I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing anyways. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, too. I'm, yeah. Jen thinks I'm like a crazy person sometimes because I'll like have like a really bad day at work or like, and I'll be like, okay, I'm off work now. What's mm-hmm. the next thing? And then it's just, I move on. So like once I'm doing something else, I'm able to like not think about it or not worry about it too much. Yeah, where you're like, I'm just going to put this in a box and put the box in the corner and then yeah. move on. I don't know if it's a good <laughs> thing or a bad thing. But. <laughs> I think it's both. It's a, Well, it's a coping mechanism, right? Yeah. If you get really good at putting things in boxes and shoving them in the corner, then uh, that helps you keep going on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, but then also then you get a pile of boxes. Um, yeah. And then yeah. I think if we extend this metaphor, 
like it, whatever room it is that you're putting the boxes in. Yep. Um, the more boxes you accumulate, the less room there's going to be in that space. That's true. Yeah. I don't know how to empty boxes. <laughs> it's a slow process. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'll just put it there until like I forget about it and then yeah. I'll be like, okay, new box. Yeah. <laughs> I love that John Mulaney bit where he's like, all right, just going to push this way down until I die. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it feels like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've definitely got a pile of boxes myself as well. I've been slowly picking through them. Take some time. Yeah, I think so. I think that's something I'm looking to work towards more, I think. Mm -hmm. More of the... I don't want to sound cliche and say like self-care, but like, you know, just focusing on mental well-being and yeah. stuff where like in the past, I've just been like, I'm fine though. Like I'm perfectly fine. Like everything's fine. What are you, mm -hmm. <laughs> who are all these people who have all these issues? And then I'm like, I've never really taken like a, like a look inside so much yeah. where I'm like, oh, I've piled up a bunch of stuff or where something hits you and you go, that's a weird reaction that yeah. I had. I remember uh, someone was just super nice to me and I got like teary. And I was like, why? Why did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Where you're I... like, oh boy, what am I not dealing with? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, what was the issue there that caused me to be like, this is yeah. very, very special, right? <laughs> yeah. For me, it's, uh, okay, this is a weird one, but it always gets me, and I'm, I still haven't gotten to the bottom of what button it's exactly pushing, but, <laughs> you know, those videos that Jimmy Kimmel makes around Halloween of the where kids? He, yeah, where he has parents send in videos of them telling their kids they ate all their ha Halloween candy. Yeah. Okay, so every year there will be like one or two kids who are who are just completely accepting and forgiving of it immediately. Yeah. Where their 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 mom's like, "Oh, I ate all your Halloween candy," and they're they're like, "Oh, that's okay." Like, and like sometimes they'll say things like, "It's okay. Next year we'll get you more candy too." And then yeah, like, I still I, love they, you. <laughs> I, I cry. I bawl my eyes out every yeah. time. Every really? Time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I wonder. It hits a real hard button with me. And like, I, I, there aren't a lot of things that make me cry. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big crier. I don't cry during movies and, yeah, and stuff like that. So watching this like funny video of, of kids freaking out about their Halloween candy, yeah. I'm like, whoo, why is this getting me so hard? Like, I could bawl my eyes out. Yeah. Watching this kid forgiving their parents. Do you see yourself as the kid or the parent in that situation? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, just it's... like, ooh, ooh, it gets me. Even thinking about it right now. Like, <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. Yeah, that, no, I like those. I'm trying to think of, uh, yeah, I feel like I get a lot of joy out of like uh sometimes rage like out of the kids right like i get almost happy when i'm yeah, like, like that kid is so cathartic. mad yeah yeah <laughs> do you are you a person who doesn't express your own anger very often yeah barely ever i'm not like an angry mm -hmm. person that... so it's uh it, or... it feels good to w live vicariously through someone else expressing their anger 
yes, but it also shows me, it kind of verifies it. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be showing anger because look at how silly it looks. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at this person. And then, yeah, I just put it in a box. Yeah. Anger <laughs> is a tough one. Anger is yeah. a really hard one. Do you find that you're an angry or you have? I think I have difficulty expressing anger for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> there was a very small list of people who have seen me angry. Yeah. I think that comes into play with like what I was talking about, like with the, the, uh, I don't know. Did I say his name? I, I don't know if I should say his name, you but didn't. my mom's partner person, mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, like I have, I have an issue with anger because of that. And mm -hmm. like, I have an issue with like other people being angry because of that. Like I'm, I have a, like, terrible fear of like confrontation like where mm -hmm. like if it seems like something's getting heated i'll just be like shaky and i'll yeah. be like i gotta leave like a kind of a flight or flight fight or flight mm -hmm. and i'm just like i hate it i hate it i hate everything about this i can't be here so i think like with anger it's like i don't want to do that to other people mm -hmm. you know like yeah i feel a really similar way i think yeah. it's like when it, I think the way that you express anger usually comes from whoever was modeling anger for you, mm -hmm. right? So if you had somebody in your life who was modeling a really unhealthy expression of anger, yeah, where it was a lot of like rage or pettiness or like lashing out at other people, then that's what you associate anger with. Like you're yeah. like, oh, that's what anger looks like. And that looks terrible and is really unhealthy and toxic. So that means anger is really unhealthy and toxic and I should never express anger because it looks like that. Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. like, it does not have to look like that. Um, I think for me, I also had like the, like opposing sides of it. I had like the like unhealthy expression of anger and then zero expression of anger. Yeah. From my mom where she like does, I've, yeah. n I've never seen my mom angry. Really? Uh, yeah. I think so I, I don't know what the medium looks like. I only no. know what the ends of the spectrum look like. Maybe it worked out perfectly. <laughs> no, it didn't. I didn't fall in the middle. <laughs> no, I think I had like only bad expressions of anger. Mm -hmm. And so like now I have my own new type of unhealthy expression of anger, which is either nothing or where I like close off. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, I'm not talking now like that yeah, sort you just of shut thing. down yeah shut down or like I'll be like kind of petty like mm -hmm. things like that where I'm like I don't want to directly express my anger I want you to figure out that I'm angry yeah so it comes <laughs> out in like passive aggression kind comes of stuff. out in passive aggression and like where I'm like oh they don't even know I'm angry <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I get to be angry yeah. by the fact that they don't even know that I'm angry <laughs> it's making me more yeah it's very yeah. childish it's not the <laughs> best way to be angry but it's also like I just don't want to like scream and yell and like yeah. take it out on people so I'm like this is how I do it <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out like what does it look what does healthy anger look like that's been it's that's a really difficult Rubik's Cube to solve yeah I think it's like being able to articulate like mm -hmm. saying this is making me angry and this is why let's yeah. talk about it 
uh, or just being allowing yourself to be angry. Mm-hmm. Being like, I'm angry right now. I'm going to be angry. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just giving permission for the feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think there's something to what you said about uh, articulating it about like, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling angry for this reason. Yep. And so I think that's a really key piece. I think Even a lot, a lot of anger would be like figuring out how to do it healthily would be spending some time on your own being angry before you're angry with another person. Yeah. I go for, I'll go for like a walk. Mm-hmm. That's my physical and getting moving. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, I'll go to the gym or something and just mm-hmm. be like, I'm taking my anger out here. And then it's like, then you forget why you were angry. And then it sucks if you, cause sometimes they'll do like the, the anger the way that I do it like where mm-hmm. I'm like they're gonna find out I'm angry and then I'll go do something physical and I won't be angry anymore and then they'll be like hey are you angry and I'll be like <laughs> I don't even I'm not gonna deal with this let's both put it in a box yeah. like I've already walked through <laughs> yeah do you um th- this is something that I've had do you ever find that uh if you talk to somebody else who's not involved in your anger say you're angry at person a Yep. If you talk about person A with person B and why, why you're angry, uh, that'll probably be the ang- The first time that you talk about it will probably be the angriest visibly that yeah. you are about it. So you're going to seem really pissed off about it when you're talking to person B. And then by the time you talk to person A about it, you've sort of diluted the anger by having gotten out the pettiness with another person. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I find yeah, that I- to be helpful of like, if I like, talk to your your other close people who aren't involved not in a gossipy way not Mm -hmm. in a like you won't believe what person a did you know (laughs) not like that just like whoever it is that you can safely vent to i find venting to another person first will keep you from being like petty and explosive and yeah stuff when you talk to the person who it's directed at yeah i feel bad when i do that sometimes because i feel like i'm like uh sometimes I'll be like angry and sometimes I feel like that makes me exaggerate a little more because mm-hmm. I'm like I want you to feel what I'm feeling or yeah. I want to express to you how much more this is than the actual single item mm-hmm. so I'm gonna make the item sound a little bigger and, yeah. then, and then I feel horrible about because I'm like oh, I just basically made this person sound much worse than they were but and you can I, also like you can always backtrack that like yes, if I you're do. venting to, to a person B and you're exaggerating a bit, you yeah. can come back to person B and be like, I feel like in my anger, I was exaggerating that stuff a bit. Yeah. And I've done that too, where I'm like, yeah, that was, I, it wasn't as bad as I, I was just mad. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think most people would understand that. Also, you have to pick who that person B is pretty carefully, right? Like, yes. Like you, know, you have to pick a person who, who you can safely vent to about stuff. Like I have a few select people in my life who I know, like, if I was mad about, I don't know, like something with a partner or, yeah. or something like that, that I could vent to them and it wouldn't change their opinion of my partner, you know, yeah. like yeah. they're going to know that this is just me being angry yeah. and it's not going to like reshape the way that they look at this other person or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think. But yeah. I think the like having some kind of way to express it before you go to the person even if it's journaling like even if you don't have a good person be to go to um or it's something that's really sensitive that you don't feel comfortable sharing 
with another person outside of it. Uh, just writing down why you're angry. Yeah. Is a good outlet. Because that'll get your most rageful, most exaggerating feelings out. I know. You'll but do it, that exaggerating thing even when you talk to the actual person a lot of the what, time. What if someone finds your hate journal? <laughs> <laughs> and then you just have, it looks like a manifesto of hatred. What you do is you write a little disclaimer on the first page. Oh, okay. But what you if say, they like, don't... Hey, if you found this... Yeah. Just know that a lot of this is exaggerated. Yeah. And also, like, uh, this is not a good thing that you're reading this journal. Um, you should probably not do that. <laughs> Quit reading this. <laughs> I think every page should have the disclaimer. <laughs> they're going to just open it up to the middle. And they're going to be like, this is about me. Yeah. Just get a, get a personalized notebook that has it like, you know, some journals will have like a quotation or something at the bottom yeah. of each page. Just have that little disclaimer at the bottom of each page already printed. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't read this for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are certain types of journaling though that are like especially embarrassing. Um, so that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be far out of uh, the realm of normalcy if you're a journalist. Yeah. Like, have if somebody you, were to read my morning pages, that would be truly mortifying. Have you ever had someone read your notes, your comedy notes? Oh, my like, God. No, thank God. But I guard that notebook with my life. That I, would be the most, yeah, that would be really, really, really I, bad. I left it at a uh, at an open mic. <sighs> and then uh, I, like, came back to it, like, a week later. And there was just, like there was messages for me on each page and I'm like, oh my God. I've read all of this. And most of it's just out of context, like yeah. nothing where a lot of it's just set lists, but then there's like parts where it's like, what if this, what if this? And mm. then I'm like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way that I do my notebook too, it would be especially embarrassing because I keep my comedy notebook sort of like half, half notebook, half journal. Yeah. Where like I, I write out my set list. I write what show I'm doing, like anything notable about it, like how long sets are, if there's any particular thing that I'm nervous about or excited about about the show, I write my set list. And then after the show, I go in and I write about how it went and what I'm feeling and, and stuff. Yeah. So depending on the show, there might be like two to three pages that's just me expressing my feelings about how this went afterwards yeah so yeah it would really sting there was uh i i read someone's notebook uh you're well, bad <laughs> you're i know i know i did they were on stage while i was reading it. <gasps> daniel <laughs> i know i i told them after i wasn't gonna keep it a secret but i read it and it was like just notes on other people's sets through the show <laughs> like so I should like this person bombed this person did this and I was mm -hmm. like that is so weird to read that is weird and I'm like what did they say about me and then like, <laughs> he got off stage and I was like I read your notebook and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that but it seemed I was, I thought it was just going to be set list. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I guess there would be a purpose to that if it were more detailed than just this person bombed, this person did well. Yeah. It, 
if it's just that, then it seems more like you're just keeping track of how it, well other people are doing. It if it was like, seemed. if it was like, oh, this person bombed, I think it was because they didn't do this or like they lost them at this point, then it's like you're learning from other people's sets. Yeah. Which would be valuable. Yeah, it wasn't like that. But I mean, I, I think it was just like, I'm going to write down stuff and yeah. sort of. I was never, uh, were you much of a note taker in school? You know what? I would always take really detailed notes um, for the first half of class and then my hand would get tired and they become very, very sparse. Yeah. I didn't even buy a binder. Like <laughs> I had no paper ever. I was always yeah. like the, when they're like, you need a piece of paper. I was the kid who was like, does anybody have a anyone piece of paper? paper? And then someone would give me a piece of paper and then I'd be like, anyone have a pen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so I, my notes are just, they don't make any sense. I don't read them again. And when I do, I go, I don't know what that meant. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> But so now I've I, like, I've got to put everything in my phone or else. I, yeah. So, yeah. Oh boy. Well, maybe you'll start keeping an anger journal after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what you could do? You could get one of those like, um, like diaries for little, little girls that have a lock. Yep. Yeah. That's... You should get one of those and get an, a- make an no, anger journal. Nobody could break that lock. Mm. Never. <laughs> well, for sure, nobody could read it without you knowing that somebody read it. That I don't know if that's true. We, uh, I remember, like grade three, we got me and my friends figured out how to pick locks with paper clips. So just to open up little tiny locks, so <laughs> it would be fine. I think, like, you just need a paper clip. <laughs> They're not that well built. Or you you make it like a decoy thing where like the first couple of pages are something really boring. Yeah. Or I make a fake journal. And in that, I just write loving things. And then I have another secret journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then once you find the one journal, you're not going to continue looking for other journals. Exactly. You think that you've got the one. Yeah, but really there's a hate journal. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you truly opened up to the idea of like, this is my anger journal. I'm going to write every angry thought, everything, how horrible it would be. Like, you know what? You'd probably feel really good. Yeah. But then and these... you'd probably learn a lot about yourself because you'd start to be able to recognize patterns. Mm-hmm. Like if you're somebody who pushes down your anger, and dismisses it and doesn't really give yourself time to actually experience the anger, then it doesn't really give you a chance to see what makes you angry, right? Whereas if you were writing it all down, then you'd probably start to notice like, oh, I notice a pattern here. I get really angry when people act this way. I get really angry when people call me out on this thing. Like you would start to notice what it is that feeds your anger. Yeah, you might probably be able to get in the way of it a little more too. That's true. I think the words, though, themselves would be scary to read. (laughs) Well, I think that's part of the reason why you ignore your anger in the first place, right? Is like, not only that you don't want to put it on other people, but also that, like, you don't really want to see what it looks like. No, it's, anger is kind of an ugly emotion. Which it can be, but, like, it 
it doesn't have to be like what I've heard it described as is like anger is an action emotion. Yeah. Where like anger moves things forward. Um, like it's like why you have to have fights in a relationship, right? Like you can't just sweep everything under yeah. Yeah, yeah. the rug, like whether it's a friendship or a, or a romantic relationship, like you have to express yourself when things are bothering you. Uh, otherwise it just leads to bigger stuff down the road. Yeah. You have to sort of, find out where people's boundaries are exactly and find and out where they, your own boundaries are yeah and if they don't show it then you don't know that you've broken that boundary over exactly. and over again and, and then you might keep doing it to them which yeah. is something that you don't want like you don't want to be doing that accidentally to other people yeah. but if it anger is something that you bottle up for the sake of other people you're doing that to them yeah. right like what you're doing is you're putting somebody in a position where they have unintentionally crossed all kinds of boundaries with you and you haven't told them about it. Yep. And nobody wants to be in that position. I think everybody would agree that they'd rather you just get angry with them. Yeah. Let me know when I'm angering you, which yeah. I don't do. And then I like, it happens like 20 times. And then I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh, that you don't know that I'm mad about this, <laughs> this thing that you've done 20 times and weren't aware of the last 19 Yeah, it's of the them. worst to be on the other side of that. Uh, it's the worst. I think the, the biggest thing that I've, like, I'm still nowhere near figuring out what it, it looks like to be healthy and angry at the same time. But one thing that I have found helpful for easing into it is just, like, get angry, that's fine. Um, but keep it about you instead of about them. Yeah. So uh, it's like, I don't know, the classic like couples therapy thing of like I statements, right? Instead of you statements. So instead of like, you keep doing this and you blah, 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 and you always blah, 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 blah. It's I feel this way. I like, this is how this made me feel. Like you just keep it on yeah. you and what you're feeling instead of speaking about the other person. So the easiest way to keep yourself on that track is to make sure that you're not starting your sentences with you, that but you're not talking about the other person. Doesn't it feel like that's been going around so long that we can all see through that? But it, <laughs> like, but it, it's fine because it, like it, you're allowed, you're allowed to express anger. It, what's not okay is taking your anger out on another person. Yeah. Right? If it's you feeling angry, like that's just happening for you. Right? If it's you putting somebody else down because they made you angry or trying to even it out, like you hurt me, so I hurt you, that's what's not okay. Yeah. 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 And I feel I like the easiest way to keep yourself in check is to keep yourself from talking about the other person, keep yourself talking about your own feelings. Mm -hmm. And then the other person. Uh, we'll get your point <laughs> from that. Yeah, they'll get your point. And then you're less destructive with it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been like, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I've been like looking for opportunities to express anger in it, like in a way that isn't uh, volatile. Not that I have ever been a volatile expression yeah. of anger kind of person, but like uh, I did it the, a couple weeks ago, actually, my neighbors were having a party and uh during the quarantine yep. <laughs> yeah they, they had like 18 people really at their at their house they were like hanging out in the backyard being like soup not ch 
chill about it at all. Like, yeah. just blaring music, like, there's girls screaming, like, just super rowdy party from, like, 8 p.m. until, like, 2 in the morning. And uh, it was driving me absolutely crazy. Yeah. And uh, uh, around, like, I don't know, maybe midnight or 1 in the morning, I worked up the nerve to say something to them. <laughs> and uh, they were very receptive to it and uh, like I I kept it about me yeah it like like I was saying I wasn't like you guys are selfish you guys are the reason why <laughs> like I tried to, yeah, yeah. even though maybe I felt some of those things I tried to keep myself from doing that so I just like there were some of them hanging out um in the front of the house the people who actually lived there and uh I I went up on my front porch and I was like, Hey guys, like it's really late. Like, and this party's really loud. Can you keep it down? And also like, it's, it's kind of messed up that you're having yeah. a party in the first place. So, <laughs> and they were like, Oh yeah, no problem. Like, we're, we're sorry. So like, I started by saying like, you know, like you're only allowed to have five people together right now. And yeah. And seven, they were like, no, 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 we only have five. And I'm like, you're right outside my window. Like, I can see. I can see your party. <laughs> like I know that there's like 18 people at least just that are visible from yeah. my window. And uh so that that was the part where I was talking about them. And then I turned it back on me and I just said, like, I'm not trying to be mean here. I mm -hmm. just like this affects my family. Like I have family members who are working in the hospitals right now to yeah. keep us safe. And so this kind of stuff is personal to me. Like it's not just me being petty, this is my family. Yeah that this affects so like it's really important to me that you guys call this and never do this again yeah, and good they were, for you and they were completely understanding about it and they were they were like we're so sorry absolutely like we're so sorry and then uh yeah so i was like <laughs> but also i was shaking completely shaking anytime oh, yeah. i have to get actually express anger i shake uncontrollably like my knees were knocking together yeah it's, it's like worse than any stage fright i have ever had in my life yeah same same any confrontation like that and then i'm also part of me is angry that you're making me do this yeah like you're affecting me in one way which is say the party and then you're also affecting me in this almost bigger way where you're making me confront you yeah it's like now i'm angry about that <laughs> as well because now i'm like this is a betrayal <laughs> like i don't know why you've wrong to me so badly what's your and then you think of it as like a personal attack yeah like why would you let me allow me to feel these emotions that mm. i've been avoiding for so long i think that's part of it too is that like because we've been avoiding these emotions physically our body doesn't really know how to deal with it <laughs> like no. that's why we get all shaky and weird or like your voice like it will get yeah. weird and stuff and you're like it, it's like if you if you had never cried before and then you cried for the first yeah. time like you would not know what to do with like yourself. why is this happening yeah. all the weird sounds and stuff that you make when you when you like sob cry yeah like can you imagine experiencing those for the first time <laughs> it's like that you, that's great that you were able to like articulate it though like to say that because when i'm and, or when I have to confront someone I my biggest fear too is like that 
my words aren't coming out. I can't explain why mm-hmm. I'm actually angry. I'm just like, and d- don't. Yes. <laughs> um, that only comes from sitting and thinking about what I'm going to say first. Yeah. For like you said, like five hours of just. Yeah. Like. So uh, just like me, it, it was, uh, yeah, from eight to whatever time I confronted them, like one in the morning. So for most of that time, I was like, it started with me, oh, I'm noticing that I'm feeling really angry about them having this party next door. Yeah. And then me being like, okay, I'm angry. Like, what am I feeling angry about, about this party? Yeah. Like, why does this party make me so angry? Getting to the bottom of that. How would I explain that if I were to talk to them? Um, and then just like working through my own thoughts and figuring out how to say it. What I would have done, this is how I would have dealt with it. <laughs> I would have spoken, like, I would have messaged someone that was maybe around and be like, you see in this party, knowing that they were someone who would say something. <laughs> and just then, put it onto them. Yeah, just put it out there and been like, yeah, what do you think? Like, someone should talk to them, right? Like, <laughs> you could do that. Or I would have, like... I don't know. I've never like called the cops on like a party or anything, mm-hmm. but almost that seems preferable just because yeah. then I can call and be like, not see them. Yeah, then, you're not the person who has to go and break it up. Yeah, and then peek out the window as they're breaking it up and then like mm-hmm. get like this anxiety like, I did this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Most of the time, though, it's usually like the I'll say it to someone that I know is confrontational. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, yeah, really messed up, right? I mean, someone could say something. Yeah. Get them worked up enough. Yeah. To, get <laughs> to them worked up enough. And then when they go handle it, I like leave. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't even like if it's like, uh, like something that you have to complain about, like with a business, even mm-hmm. like it's something like, that's completely that a normal person would just express and say, Hey, this is wrong. I would be like, can you tell them? Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think little examples like that are a perfect place to start. Yeah. Like it in working through a relationship with anger is like little innocuous things that yeah. like, like no, if it's some, something at a restaurant, like they got your order wrong or, or something like that, no server is going to be, like, angry with you <laughs> about yeah. that. Like, it's a part of their job. Like, I work yeah. in restaurants, like, yeah, it happens. Like, it's fine. So little harmless things like that where you know that it'll be fine, that's yeah. the, be- the best place to start, is you just ease in, you see that it's okay, and then you feel a little more comfortable the next time. One time I found two flies in my food. Two flies? <laughs> two of them. And I was like, I'm just not going to say anything. Daniel! I didn't. I just ate around the flies. <laughs> I was like, I should, I don't, they, they're probably having a tough. One time, another time, uh, the server forgot to take our, like she took our order and then forgot it and then didn't come back for an hour. And then she was like, hey, I just realized you guys are still here. Do you want menus? And I was like, we ordered. And then she was like, oh, I forgot. And then 
uh, I tipped her extra. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want her to think that that affected why, like, I was like, yeah. I, I didn't want her to, like, if I tipped less, then there was a chance that she was like, hey, what the hell? So I'd be like, I tipped her more to be like, <laughs> in case it came up. <laughs> it's like, it's a really, I, I got to work on that. But, yeah, maybe start in restaurants. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll never go back to them. <laughs> we don't have to. But that's, yeah, it's, it's good for me. Because now I'm in quarantine. The worst mm. they can do is just leave something weird at my door and then yeah. run away. And like, <laughs> oh, boy. We're, we're almost out of time here. I can't even believe it. Whoa. I know. We sped through it. Yeah, we did. Excellent. Oh, well, we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Oh, thank you. So That's the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yep, that's enough. Just the idea of a compliment. That satisfies it. So you and I met when we were doing a comedy competition. Yep. Yep. So it was like, uh, just to explain to the listeners, it was like a week-long competition. And uh, it was like the same crew of people there every night uh, through the week. Uh, so I had never met you before this competition. And then we had like a series of days where we'd show up every night uh, there and hang out in the green room. And seven, the, like the very first night of that competition, I met you and I was like, ah, oh, friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I like this guy. You're just like nothing but good vibes. You're such a, like a sweet and genuine person. You're also very funny. Like I met you and bonded with you before I saw you get on stage and then you got on stage and we're all so funny and I was like bonus friendship yeah um, but, <laughs> but I think you're great it's a shame that you live so far away because I feel like you me and Jen would hang out if, if yeah we, lived in we for sure would even like Jen's been like what do you think Tracy's up to yeah. like I don't know it was a very quick like where we spoke I'm like oh this works this yeah. Is, yeah 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 it's like uh yeah you you don't meet people like that very often, you know, like, uh, just sometimes you meet people and you just like instantly click. Yeah. So, like all of the friendship notches all fit together. Yeah. And uh, I felt that way about you. And I felt that way about your partner, Jen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, you're just, you're a lovely person. I'm, I'm sad that you live so far away from me. Cause, uh, <laughs> cause I feel such friendship with you, but you're a very easy person to get along with. That's because I bottle my anger. <laughs> even if you yeah. expressed your anger. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you expressed your anger. You just, uh, you have a very, like, comforting energy about you. Like, I think it's an, it's an energy-based thing. It's not about your behavior and what you express and what you don't express and stuff like that. It's just, like, something in just, like, your essence and who you are is very lovely. And I think anybody would be a fool to not want to be your friend. Yeah. Yeah jerks <laughs> <laughs> taking compliments is weird it is uh, weird that's yeah. okay just sit there for a minute really really <laughs> appreciate it though i definitely felt that i was like ah oh, this is such a nice person like this Aww. is a good friendship right away mm -hmm. and yeah, jen loved you she voted for you over me every so she's yeah and we're doing good here, so. Good. Yeah. 
How do we end it? That's the uh, end? Yeah, we end by me telling the listeners to go be nice to themselves and remember that love is everywhere.